the property pod 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 welcome to the property pod with moneyweb the property sector is an ever changing sector and in this podcast series your host suren naidu chats to movers and shakers in the property industry hello this is the property pod with moneyweb my name is suren naidu and i've been covering the broader south african property industry for over 15 years In this episode I speak to Amelia Beatty, CEO of Liberty 2 Degrees, which is the joint owner of landmark malls and precincts in South Africa such as Sandton City, Liberty Midland Mall in Pietermaritzburg, and Liberty Promenade in Cape Town. Liberty 2 Degrees or L2D as it's also known, also has a small stake in Melrose Arch. We are chatting to Amelia today about the performance of regional and super regional shopping centers in South Africa. Even before COVID-19, there was talk, especially in the US and UK, about the retail Armageddon and the end of major shopping centers as we know it. This as a sector has seen massive store closures, retail failures, and downscaling of retail space with the growth of online retail. Welcome Amelia. I know you have strong views on this so I'm looking forward to our chat. Thank you Suren. I certainly feel very passionate about this and uh, look forward to sharing some of it with you. Before we delve into the broader topic, COVID-19 naturally has caused quite a bit of a craziness in the retail property industry in particular and for retailers. But uh, you have seen somewhat of a recovery after the hard lockdowns last year. How is Liberty 2 Degrees doing on the retail property fund? I see you've put out a strong uh, trading update recently. A lot of it is around the f- performance of your flagship property Sandton City, which showed record growth in March. Yeah, we were very encouraged by the recovery that we've seen over the last while. We spoke about it during our results uh, in February that we started seeing it um, at the end of last year in the last quarter. We then had a little bit of a lockdown again early in the year. But as the economy opened again and people could return, I think it's evident that people in South Africa are social beings and love to go back to malls. I think this has been a time where people really longed to be back in the environments that they love to be in. And we've seen good recovery in March. April also looks good. Sandton City, as you say, had the best March in 5 years from a turnover perspective. Now that's quite extraordinary in a year like this where the center has mostly stayed the same size. We didn't uh, make it significantly bigger. But what's more encouraging for me actually is that all categories show good performance. Not only Sandton, we talk a lot about luxury and I don't want to leave the idea that we have all our growth coming from luxury. Yes, a lot of it comes from that and it's a lot of pent up demand in the environment, but certainly we are seeing that it comes from all categories that are starting to to recover. What is important for us is to keep our occupancy high. Our occupancy remain ahead of 95% in our retail portfolio. I think there's nothing more depressing than shops that are papered up and you walk through a mall. I think it's got a huge emotional and psychological impact on people. And if we can keep our malls alive, keep them full, I think people will continue to come back. We've probably lost some people that changed their shopping habits, but with the turnover recovering, it's evident that people are perhaps coming less, but when they are there, they stay longer and they spend more. and um, that i think is contributing to our recovery 
We'll get deeper into the topic, especially with how smaller and rural and township malls are performing. And that seems to be the hot topic in the retail space at the moment. But maybe it's a case of well-located and prime shopping centers. So you would have heard and read about other regional and super regionals that might not be performing on par with Santon City. Santon City goes back a long way. It's a super regional mall of 140,000 or so square meters, if you include Nelson Mandela Square. What's your thoughts on this? Because Santon City plays in a bit of a special space. Not only is it in the economic hub, but it also has a strong fashion component. And it also has retailers. Checkers has their new supermarket there. So maybe talk a little bit about that, because not all shopping center landlords are performing as well as L2D. Soren, you'd have heard me say this many a times over, that it has become a lot less relevant whether it's a super regional or a regional or neighborhood or community center. It's about the quality of the actual asset. So you can have great super regionals and you can have not such great super regionals. But in, in the same breath, you can have great community and neighborhood centers and you can have not such good community and neighborhood centers. So I really believe that a center that will continue to stand out are those that are good quality assets, that are well occupied. And we talk a lot about green buildings. Now, green buildings have become somewhat of a very topical thing that the industry is is talking about now. And there are a lot of conversations around ESG and in the ESG space, green buildings are one aspect of it. You talk about the success of upmarket brands, the big name brands in the Diamond Walk section, yeah. for example, of Santon City. One would have thought, considering tourism still being under pressure, those sectors might not do well. So is it a case of people actually spending at home, those people that would have gone overseas actually spending locally? If you talk to those retailers, they will tell you that a lot of their customers are those that are from South Africa. They are not able to travel. They're not able to go and buy their things overseas. So they come to the Diamond Walk and, and get it there. And it's very encouraging to see that we continue to attract these new brands. You know, it's not that those that are there are the only ones. There are brands that continue to be interested in that space. And uh, it's really great to see how we could branch out from luxury also to affordable luxury because it's also a very strong category. Not everyone can afford a Louis Vuitton bag, but maybe Michael Kors is something that somebody would really aspire to have. You get all that different brands in, in, the, in the Super Regional or in Santon. Coming back to the original topic, even before COVID-19, there was talk about this growth in online sales and the impact on retail centers as well as retailers who need to change with the times. COVID-19 has accelerated this, but in South Africa, it's still relatively no. Maybe you want to talk about this and how shopping centers are adapting to the online space because you're still doing well. I think online retail is certainly something that is very topical for us and something that we think about a lot and strategically position ourselves to have online and physical retail live together. 
I don't think that in the context of uh, our environment, the one will ever take over the other one. And certainly physical retail is not the only thing that will continue to, to thrive. I'm sure many people have seen the new Amazon video where you just walk in, you take your stuff and you walk out, you never go through a, um, a cashier. And everyone points to the online, the, the digital nature of that. But the important thing is that it's still a physical store. You still had to go there and you get the frictionless experience, but the physical store is still there. If you think about Nike, that's got their 5,000 square meter store in New York, they actually encourage you to come there, look at the store and then uh, shop online. So what super regionals and specifically Sandton gives us the opportunity is for retailers to have those statement stores. Statement stores are really important and we are going to open shortly the new Adidas Halo store. It's going to be significant and magnificent and it will be the first on the African continent and it is those statement stores that you will continue to get in, in our environments. No. TFG have uh, their flagship um, sports scene store at Sandton City, and it even has a basketball court, is it? Yes. So yeah. it's quite, quite innovative, that. On the broader topic, going back to my original intro regarding the comments, especially out of the US and UK about this retail Armageddon and the end of shopping centers. South Africa, while it competes with the US and UK with world-class retailers and our shopping centers being on par with many of those countries as well, but our retail scene is slightly different. Maybe you want to talk about that in the context of also South Africa. We have crime, we have different issues to deal with, which has meant that from a upmarket or mid to upmarket level, you have a lot of South Africans not shopping on the high street. They're shopping in shopping malls, and that's where they don't only shop, they also have their leisure experiences. I think there's so many elements to that, specifically in the South African market. Shopping centers are safe, and that in our uh, country is important. You know, we've spent a lot of time and energy making sure that we really have the highest safety and security standards in our malls. And we've been recently certified by the International Safe Asset Group in terms of that. Because if you can come to a mall and you know it's safe, you know you can get everything there, and it also complies with all the COVID requirements, you know, I think we'll be more likely to spend more time there. And what makes a shopping center successful? Feet, spend, and the longer people spend there, uh, having their entertainment, drink coffee. They say you're much more likely to buy something after you've had a meal. So all those elements together makes for a successful shopping environment. So I think this is a very emotional topic. There's a lot of people feeling emotional about shopping centers not going to continue to survive. But I can only counter that with facts. I spoke about Adidas. We've got Chanel opening their first cosmetic brand. We've got Arc that's going to open a Sephora-like brand. We've got Alexander McQueen coming into the old Prada space. Those are facts, things that are happening, stores that are opening, and nobody's going to open a new store, spend that amount of money in fitting it out in an environment that they believe will die. It sounds very exciting, some of the names you mention, even in this market. But people that might disagree or might uh, rebuff you would talk about the challenges and failures, even in South Africa, with the likes of Stutterford's closing down a few years ago, Edgar's and Edcon with its woes. Obviously, there's been a business rescue there. 
the closure of Dion Wired and some of the major listed retailers that might not be in the state of Edcon that are also downgrading space. For example, you have Pepcor reducing space of Incredible Collection. However, we just reported a few weeks back that Pepcor is opening a whole lot of stores as well. Maybe you want to talk about how you're balancing that one of your competitors, uh, Hyprop, the CEO, Moni Winkle there, before COVID hit, at one of their results, mentioned to me they were very excited about what you achieved in Santon City with the turnaround of um, the Stutterford space, for example. How do you balance that? Because it seems like it's one challenge after the other for, for retail property landlords. Yeah, I mean, the challenges are there every day. This is not an environment without its challenges. But that's why we are here. We are here to fix them and make sure that we take one step forward every day because we can either wallow in these challenges or we can put our heads together and find solutions. I really owe it to our extraordinary teams that we have. They work tirelessly to come up with solutions that can thrive in these environments. We mind them all. We're making sure that we look what customers want. And Stutterford's closed down. We did a lot in bringing new environments in there, but that also doesn't always work. I mean, Elsie Waikiki came in there, and that space is now going to be taken over by the Halo brand from Adidas. But it's just staying close to our retailers, understanding what it is that they want, making sure we understand our customers. We've just launched a new artificial intelligence camera system in our malls, so not only will we be able to track foot count, we're going to be able to track customer count and customer behavior. So we'll know how many of the people that come to our mall in a month come more than once and how many only come once. We'll know where they go, how they shop, and that information we can give to our retailers and help them to improve their offerings. This is a holding hands relationship that we have. We can't do anything without good tenants. Tenants can't do anything without good malls. And that wealth of information that we can collect from behavior of people that come into the environments can certainly help us fill the space. Vacancies are expensive. It's really a very big focus of ours to keep our malls occupied. As a concluding note, I know you talked about 95% uh, occupancy rates. Maybe you want to highlight some of of your, your vacancy levels in the different malls. Are all your malls performing as well as Santon City? Because you have a little bit of diversity. You have Liberty Midland Mall in the middle of KwaZulu-Natal, and then you have Liberty Promenade, which is near Mitchell's Plain in Cape Town. Those are not super regional malls. So you do have some insight a little bit on the convenience side as well. Yeah, we have that. And we also got Bachebello outside of Bloemfontein, who is not one single month since the beginning of COVID recorded negative growth, so had positive growth all throughout. But Midlands and uh, Promenade, those two malls, they perform like super regionals. They are always full. They are always busy. And I'm really encouraged about the turnaround that I've seen there as well. I mean, those two malls are completely different. Midlands represent somewhat of an aspirational getting together for that community in in Peter Maritzburg. And there's a lot happening there. If you drive past to Durban, you always see that parking lot full. And we've recently opened an iStore there, which is uh, really great for that community. Promenade is something different altogether. It's the get-together place of that community. If you've ever been there over the weekend, I'm sure it's the highest foot count per square meter environment that you will find. 
brand, those people love those brands. Affordable luxury there are starting to do really well because those people aspire to be in a great environment and that promenade environment gives them that and you know we really pay a lot of attention to safety there which is important to that community. That's all the time we have for Amelia. Thanks a lot. That was Amelia Beatty, CEO of Liberty 2 Degrees. Thanks for listening to the MoneyWeb Property Pod with Suren Naidu. To listen to more episodes, go to moneyweb.co.za or the MoneyWeb app and follow MoneyWeb news for daily updates. Follow Suren on Twitter at Suren Naidu for more of his property industry content and other business stories.